0: You're looking at multifamily. There's a couple of things you want to look at. You want to look at job growth. You want to look at different economic factors that are driving that market. And you want to have a good property management company on your side.
1: Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal, best-ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best-ever partner, Secure Pay One, the Landlord Helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes the free service, here comes a free gift. Linda Liberatory, you know her, episode 714. I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem. Secure pay one, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Nitsan Mosery. How you doing, Nitsan?
0: I'm doing great. How are you, Joe?
1: I am doing great as well and nice to have you on the show a little bit about Nitsan. He has over 20 years experience in real estate, owns over $120 million in properties nationally and internationally, and he is based in Boca Raton, Florida. With that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus?
0: Sure. As you said, Joe, 20 years in real estate. uh, I've traveled the world. For many, many years, when I was growing up, my father used to tell me, son, there's two types of people in this world, those that pay rent and those that collect. And you always want to collect, son. You always want to (laughs) collect. Going into that, about eight, nine years ago, moved back to the States. I was living in Israel at the time with my wife and kids and got back into the commercial real estate, doing apartment complexes and strong growth markets. So that's where we're at right now. And last six years, we've bought and sold over 1,500 units, We've got hotels, marinas as well. Our core business is value-add multifamily apartment complexes.
1: Okay. Core business is value-add apartment complexes. That's good because I can talk shop with you there and love to learn a little bit more about that. You did mention hotels and marinas. I want to ask about that stuff. So if your focus is multifamily, how did you get into, we'll talk about each of them individually, hotels.
0: Hotels, it's another type of asset that cash flows. It's very similar to multifamily. However, it does have its different nuances and it's a different industry. And the reason why we went into this is because we've noticed that in the markets that we were in, multifamily was getting very overheated. Big institutions were coming in, investors, and we didn't want to start taking the risk of maybe buying it at too high of a price. So we kind of pulled back a little bit to see what was going on and this opportunity fell in our laps. Now, we looked at it. Do we know anything about hotels? Can we make it happen? The opportunity, the numbers were so great. Just to give you the idea, it was 240 keys for $1.9 million, and we bought it with seller financing, actually under a master lease option with $150,000 down. It came with a lot of hair on it. We spent the last year getting rid of all the nasty stuff, and we branding it and moving it, and now the property is making about fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 a month in profit. And we're not talking about high-end luxury hotels or low motel age. We're talking about the mid-tier levels where we have a very wide base of clientele where it's not only the tourist that's coming in, the traveler, but it's also the business person or maybe a trucking company or FedEx that can rent out 40, 50, 60 rooms per night, per month, for their drivers and their employees and so forth with existing space for events and so forth, conference centers. So we got into it. The numbers looked really good. The location was great. Where is it? It's in Memphis, Tennessee. It's a mile away from the airport, a mile and a half away from Graceland. So we have a lot of Elvis Presley tribute <laughs> parties. There's Elvis in May or something like that. And, and it's just huge. We get a lot of elvis impersonators coming and dancing and singing and just it's a really cool thing we have a huge a huge painting of elvis presley right in the lobby of our hotel Mm. the cool thing is my partner she has these guys that are in the hotel business as well in the hotel management and one of the partners he's i2 level is beyond his father is actually a rocket scientist and then he was brought up with numbers and algorithms and whatnot so he created this beautiful algorithm that goes out into the internet To the online travel agencies live, real-time, every several minutes, and it updates our system so that we can be at the highest occupancy level with the best rate at any given point in time. Other hotels, they have to go in and manually adjust the rates. This does it automatically for us, so it keeps us primed on all the online travel agencies. Hmm. The first month we implemented their strategy, our income shot up about 120%.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. How'd you hear about it? Well, like I said, my business partner knows these guys for many, many years. Okay. And they've been bugging us. Hey, you guys got to buy a hotel. You got to buy a hotel. You got to buy a hotel.
1: Hmm. What was the reason why the seller did a master lease with you?
0: Because of the condition of the property. No lender in their right mind would loan on this property. There was mold issues. There was roof issues. There were leaks. There was just the wrong demographics. He was renting the rooms out by the hour, by the night, by the week, those kind of things. So there's a lot of hair on it. And you couldn't go and take it and bring institutional lending on it. No lender would put their hands on it. And he knew that and he wanted to get rid of it. So he came and he got into the Amass the Lease Option program with us. We invested about a million dollars into the hotel last year as well. And it's just running beautifully right now. We've got the right property management company in there with the right algorithm. We've got the right team on site. And it's just a beautiful thing.
1: How much did you exercise the option for? $150,000. Sorry, when you actually purchased the property, you were not doing the lease. What was that purchase price?
0: Oh, the purchase price is $1.9 million.
1: $1.9 And you it's
0: say about $8,000 a door.
1: And then you put a million into it, so you're all in for almost three million. And what's it worth now?
0: Right now, the valuation is about anywhere between five to six million dollars.
1: Nice. How long's it been? A year. Congrats on that. What's your personal role in that? Well, my partner and I, we own it. My personal role,
0: I oversee and partner up with my partner, obviously. And I don't do the day to day. I'm kind of the asset manager. So I'm gathered that hovers about thirty thousand feet over the hotel. Make sure on a daily basis I go over. We get the daily report from the night before. I make sure everything is correct. The numbers are there. I make sure that any projects or any renovations that we are currently working on in the hotel that they're moving forward and they're making it happen. I'm also making sure that the strategy that we've put together for the hotel. Are we getting enough groups to come in? Are we getting enough events being planned? Are we doing certain things to get the name out there? Are we branding it correctly? That's kind of what I do.
1: And you have already exercised the option. So now you have financing on it and you own it?
0: We're in the process right now because we spent the last year getting it out of the red and into the black. And now we needed several months so that we can show the lender as a track record, you're know, trailing three to trailing six. So they can take the valuation and see, okay, there's income coming in. It's not just a month or two that it was a fluke, but now there's actual trail happening and they can see that and they can project into the future what the value of the property will be.
1: What's been the biggest challenge with this property? And then we'll move on to the marina.
0: The biggest challenge with this property was getting the right property management company in Mm -hmm. place. The first property management company, they were hell-bent on telling us, we have to put our room rates at a certain price point, which we thought was very high for what we were offering. And they kept insisting, and they kept doing things. They really didn't look out for our wallets in the sense that they just splurged and went out and did what they did, kind of what they had to do, but I think... They could have cut corners in certain places and done things in a certain way that could have saved us some money. I think they could have listened to us a little bit more as well on the price points and and how we wanted to run it. So that was our biggest issue was getting the right property management company. Once we got the guys that we're working with right now and they installed the algorithm, it's been night and
1: day. What are a couple ways that the first management company could have saved some money and didn't need to do like the full-on package or whatever it was that you would have had streamlined the cost a little bit.
0: So we had a lot of mold on the fourth floor because the roofs were leaking into the rooms and the current owner before us didn't take care of it. He just let the mold grow. So instead of trying to do piecemeal here and there on the whole thing, they wanted to bring in a mold remediator and he gave us a quote of half a million dollars. (laughs) Now, This is to all the best ever listeners out there. There are mold remediators out there that all they do, they're construction guys. There's really no real certification out there. And how do I know this? Because my partner at that particular point went and took a mold remediation course, which was like two or three days. And she met the guy who wrote the law for remediation in the state of New York and other states. So she actually invited him down. We gave him a thousand bucks. We gave him a room to sleep in. He walked the whole property. And then, you know what? $40,000 to take care of the mold situation. (laughs) But they were so hell-bent on, no, we got to get it done the correct way. What are you doing? Liability. And she's like, dude, I just spoke to the man who wrote the rules. And this is what he said. So you got to give credit to the property management company when they're doing something and they're doing their job correctly. But the property management company also has to heed what the owners are doing and in the direction that they want to go. Obviously, if we weren't doing something safe or if we went to harm people and the property manager didn't see it, they're not going to obviously do what we want them to, to harm people. But if we're taking the guy's rules and regulations on how to do it and we're implementing it and we're saving 90%, Really, was a 10% compared to the entire thing, $40,000 compared to half a million dollars. So that well, was one of the ways. Another way was wanting to blast out and do all the rooms at once. Obviously, that would have been a fantastic idea if we would have had $2.5 million sitting in our back pocket, but we didn't. So we had to really come out there and really renovate a certain floor, get that up and running. Do another floor, get that up and running just because of the amount of money that we had to put into it. We didn't have the full $2.5 million to just kind of blow in and blow out and do it, whatnot. So they were trying to push and push and push, and we were holding back a little bit. So mm. uh, It's important that you and your property management team, if you're doing multifamily, marinas, hotels, student housing, whatever it is, you guys really need to be eye-to-eye and running together hand-in-hand.
1: You mentioned the marina. How'd you get involved with the marina that you have?
0: We go to a lot of real estate conferences. When I say we, my partner Laura and I, we go to a lot of real estate conferences around the country. And at one of the real estate conferences, they had kind of a shark tank where people would bring up their opportunities and there would be these real estate sharks and we sat up on stage and we were talking and and we heard different opportunities. And this gentleman came up And he presented a 14-acre piece of land with a private beach, 120 boat slip marina, with an RV park, dry storage for $2.5 million. Where the upside was going to be to get rid of the RV park and put in the glamping cabins. Yep. And put in about 30 glamping cabins in there and start running that and have the marina and events, because we have a private beach, so we can do events. Rent out the space for $250, 500 $1,000 an hour for a minimum of four hours. You do that twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, or even once on Saturday. And once on Sunday, you made nice change for that weekend. But what I fell in love with was, A, the location, and B, what was going around the marina. The lake itself is on Lake Wiley in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the property is called Long Cove Marina. And if anybody wants to go there, you just Google Long Cove Marina Yacht Club and you'll see the new Glampy cabins. We're renting them right now on a nightly basis. They're beautiful. We just installed them. They're amazing. But what I liked is when you look around the neighborhood, you see half a million to million dollar homes being built all around. So that tells me that we're in a prime zip code. We're in a good area. And we've got 14 acres of lush wooded lands that maybe down the road, we're doing our strategy. We're doing the cabins, the marinas, the events, everything that we've put together, we're we're working it. But we've already gotten an unsolicited offer from a contractor to buy everything at $4.5 million, a year and a half after we've owned the property. So right there, that tells me that we've got something really special on our hands. But before we bought it, I drove up, I spent a night at the property, I walked around, I looked at it, I drove the entire neighborhoods, all the different communities, and these houses that were being built were just beautiful. Everybody's got a boat. But what it told me is that maybe we can develop the 14 acres of land or maybe we can sell it to a developer who's going to build these half-a-million-dollar homes for a lot more than $2.5 million or even $4.5 million. So that's why I got involved. But also because I saw that this is a cash-flowing opportunity, there's opportunity to start something and have it generate income continuously. When I walked the property, I was looking and I said, Marina, you know, this is for people that have boats. What happens if there's another downturn? People are going to lose their boats. This is extra cash that people use. What's the story? So I met a gentleman walking to his boat Saturday or Sunday morning that I was there. I had his fishing rod, tackle box, a case of beer and his dog, and he's making a beeline for his boat. I stopped him. I said, hi, how are you? Remind me asking, how was it here during The crisis, the recession, when when things were just bottoming out, where people sold their boat. what was the story? He says, son, let me tell you something. He goes, you can take away my wife, you can take away my kids, you can take away my house, (laughs) you can take away my car. You do not touch my boat. And I can speak for everyone around here. We feel the same
1: way. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And don't you question it or else there will be hell to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right, noted. When did you buy that? Two years ago. How did you finance it?
0: We raised money through private individuals. We did a private placement. We did a private raise. We got seller financing and we did a short-term bridge loan so that we can get the income of the property up. And then we're going now to refinance everything out with an SBA loan.
1: And for anyone who's not familiar with SBA?
0: That is a small business loan for small businesses. They look at your business, uh, they look at your business plan, they look at your income. And what's beautiful with an SBA lender is that they told us that if ever someone gets into trouble and you are having difficulties paying the note and whatnot, they said on the download, they will never foreclose on you. They'll do whatever it takes to help you with your business and with payments and so forth. Obviously, they don't want to foreclose on a business. The whole point is to help businesses.
1: Yeah. Unless that's in writing, they'll never foreclose and I don't believe them. (laughs) All right. So you've got the marina. How do you structure that with investors on that money raise? How much did you and your partner invest, if anything? And then what's the split with investors?
0: We like to, if at all possible, because sometimes we're doing multiple deals. Like right now, we have three properties under contract. But if it's possible, we do like to throws fifty, dollars $100,000 into each opportunity. It just shows our investors, again, another level of commitment that we have to the property. I am also the sponsor on the loans, which means that uh, I'm the guy that signs on the dotted line for the mortgage. So for one of our properties, now we're getting a $19 million loan on another property to $13 million. So I'm the guy that signs for the loan. And I think the Marina deal, we did an 80-20 split, if I'm correct. Please don't get me on that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But 80% of the cash flow goes to the investors. They get their cash first. And we said, I believe on the PPM, on the private placement memorandum, the legal document that our securities and exchange commission attorney put together, I believe that we said that 80% of the cash flow when distributed would equal no less than 7% return. And then we also had, of course, our projections that we said that we would project into the future what the actual returns would be once we sold the property and after we added the value and so forth.
1: And on something like that, do you do a preferred return or is it just 80-20 split?
0: It's an 80-20 split that has a preferred return. That term preferred return kind of means different for certain people. Like with equity groups, when they talk about preferred return, they want to get paid first on yeah. their
1: return. That's what I'm referring to.
0: Okay, so that's what you're referring to. No, on that particular one, we didn't, but we did have what we call a preferred return, meaning that what we claim that they won't make less than 7%. That 7% is kind of a floor of what they'll make.
1: And if it looks like it will be less than 7%, then just curious, what's the clause there?
0: Then the general partners, myself, my partners, we will take from our 20% however much it takes to bump up their share... So that'll be a minimum of 7%. What happens if we give them all 20% and it's still not enough because we're doing repositionings, things of that nature. So maybe the cash flow is a little low. So let's say 100% of the cash flow equates 5% return. So we give them 100%, they get that 5%. Now we still owe them 2%. That 2% will get tacked on either to the next distribution if, if we have enough or at the end when we sell. And so when we sell, we'll just go back to the urges that we owe them catch everybody up, and then distribute the profits and so forth and so on. So our investors will always get paid first.
1: What's the latest multifamily deal you're working on?
0: Right now, it's 368 units in Winter Haven, Florida. Are you familiar with Winter Haven? I am not. It's, I would say, about a half hour southwest of Orlando, between Orlando and Tampa. Kind of if you're leaving Orlando and you're heading towards Tampa, it's kind of right smack in the middle it's a great submarket of Orlando. There's a lot of job growth happening right now and there's a big supply and demand issue. Huge supply, very very little demand. People from Orlando are flocking to Winter Haven because it's a nice suburb. Prices in Orlando are going higher, units are getting smaller, more people are coming, the quality of life is really going down. So people are saying, you know what? I can move a half hour to Winter Haven get a nice two-bedroom apartment overlooking a lake, as the property sits on the lake, with updated appliances, with updated cabinets, new flooring, a weight room that's open up until midnight, two swimming pools, three laundry facilities, it's on a lake, it's got a dog park, two tennis courts, quality of life. The beautiful thing also about Winter Haven, there's no immediate properties coming online. There are no permits for new multifamilies to be built. So the supply is what there is. And right now, 28% of the units are getting above market rent without even being renovated.
1: And is your plan to... Our uh, plan
0: is to go in, put in about $3,000 into the units, appliances, cabinets, flooring if needed, painting, change the jewelry. That's what I... Jewelry for me is the lights, fixtures, faucets door handles, things that pretty up the place. And a couple of dollars on the outside. The outside was well-maintained. It needs a little love is what it needs, basically. Got it. Um, You got to clean out the gutters. You got to trim the trees, fix some of the staircases, put some light bulbs in, nothing major. And we're buying it at $24.125 million. We're going to put about a million and a half into it. So our going in cap rate, which means when we buy the property... The cap rate is about 6.7%. And on the exit cap rate, we're doing it on a conservative basis. We feel that we can sell it at 7.25%.
1: In what period of time?
0: We're saying that we're going to do this in a five-year period. And in a five-year period, when it's all said and done, the return on investment is a 19.3%
1: return. Do you do this via 506B or 506C for investors? C,
0: this is an accredited investor opportunity because we're raising $7.5 million. We want the opportunity to blast it out to everyone to meet people and have them invest immediately. So we did the C.
1: What is your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: When you're looking at multifamily, there's a couple of things you want to look at. You want to look at job growth. You want to look at different economic factors that are driving that market. And you want to have a good property management company on your side. Dig deep into a market. So if you're taking a market, dive deep into it. Really get to know the market, get to know all the brokers, get them to know you. Build a good relationship with a property management company that has done work in those markets that you're in digging deep. And every time I get a property, I send it to my property management company. And they say, no, 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 yes okay, let's look at that one. No, 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 yes. And the ones that they say no to, really, they're saving us. They're doing such a good job by telling us, no, don't do that property because we know it. It keeps us out of bad
1: deals. Mm -hmm. And that is ultimately more important than being in good ones. Absolutely. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. First a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is secure pay one. Secure pay one, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at com forward slash show. That's dwe llyn com forward slash show. What's the best ever book you've read? I've
0: got three. Sun True, Out of War, Think and Grow Rich, and How to Win Friends and Influence People.
1: Best ever deal you've done?
0: Best ever deal was 240 units in Dallas. We owned it for one year. Our investors made 67% return.
1: Why only own it for one year? I mean, you, clearly you sold on a really, really nice exit. <laughs>
0: we just got an unsolicited offer because of the way we underwrite. We underwrite so conservatively, like this Winterhaven property. We're projecting this numbers in five years, but I really believe that we'll hit it before. But we want to be conservative. We want to say five years. We want to overpromise and whatever it is, underpromise and overdeliver.
1: What's a mistake you've made on a deal you can think of?
0: What's a mistake I've made? We let the seller on our walkthrough navigate and dictate what we would see and what we wouldn't see. There were some doors that he says, oh, I didn't have the keys right now. Come back, blah, 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 blah. And we let it go. Mm. We should never have let that happen. Because once we opened those doors, it was a nightmare of mold (laughs) and things that was like, oh, my God, I couldn't sleep for nights. (laughs) Because we didn't know how to handle the situation
1: what's the best ever way you'd like to give back?
0: I joined the Rotary Club about a year and a half ago. And the reason why I joined the Rotary Club is because I felt that I wanted to give back, but I didn't know which organizations were good or how to do it or who or what. And I researched a couple of organizations and I found that Rotary is the largest organization of its kind in the world. Their motto is the eradication of polio. I have one or two countries left in the world that have polio and now they're working for something else. My Rotary Club, for example, we just raised, I think, like $100,000, but we honored our doctors in our community, and we gave back to medical students for scholarships and different organizations that, that helped the needy. We sent $20,000 to Haiti for water filtration systems and things of that nature. I could not do all of those things on my own, so I joined the Rotary Club to help me
1: do that. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you?
0: best ever listeners can get in touch with me via email it's Nitzan N-I-Z-A-N at invest with C-I-P and that stands for cornerstone investment partners calm N-I-Z-A-N at invest with C-I-P com. And is it okay to give them my cell number? Of course. 561-212-7247. Two, 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 I'll give it again. That's 561-212-7247. Two, 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 and my website is www.investwithcip.com.
1: Nitsan, thank you for being on the show, talking to us about multifamily investing and value add, what you look for, job growth, economic factors that drive the market, property management, high quality. And also the last part you said, don't let the seller dictate what you can and can't see at the property. So be very conscientious of that. The marina investment that you've done, the type of financing structure that you did from a debt standpoint, and also from an equity standpoint with the 80-20 split with investors, and the hotel master lease. I mean, we covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time. I'm grateful for that, and I know the best ever listeners are as well. Hope you have a best ever day, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, Joe. Thanks. Uh, It was a pleasure.
1: Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellen Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at com forward slash show. That's dwe com forward slash show.